previously on This Guy Sucks. And I'm telling you, people aren't listening. It's still Zach Moss season in Indianapolis. Jonathan Taylor is coming back, but they're putting him on a pitch count, man. They're saying they're going to do it. Why is nobody listening? Why don't they trust Midwesterners? Zach Moss will continue to take at least 80% of the snaps. Look for something like 23 attempts, 160 yards, two touchdowns. It's going to piss everybody off. It's not going to piss me off though. And if you listen to me, it will not piss you off either. Welcome to This Guy Sucks with Chuck Bass. I'm Chuck Bass. I'm Chuck Bass. Well, folks, I thought week four was bad, but it's weekends like week five that make me understand why drinking and driving is not a good idea. For about four straight days now, I've wanted to get into my denim blue Volvo XC90 and max it off of a mountain into a ravine somewhere, but even then I'd probably just be downgraded to questionable. Somehow, any and every team that I had with Justin Jefferson also had Devin A-Chain and Anthony Richardson. Uh, And it does feel like I became a fantasy eunuch overnight. Uh, And because I'm such an outward asshat, I can't even get the vultures to pick at my corpse. When Ramondre Stevenson for Justin Jefferson is getting denied without a response, I'm basically a dead body full of cottage cheese. Knock on wood if you're with me. Knock on wood if you're with me. You've probably noticed in the news that the organization Hummus has the audacity to declare today a day of rage, and that's kind of bullshit because they're stealing my thunder. This is supposed to be my day of rage. Uh, they, they're not the ones starting Jerome Ford against the 49ers defense, so I don't know what they have to be so mad about, but I'm going to steal their thunder. Uh, much like Fisher Investments, I'm motivated to only be happy when you're happy. So instead of handing out some awards to our least favorite fucks from last week, we'll be looking ahead to week six through some shit-stained glasses. And when I was thinking about a theme for this week, really only one phrase kept coming back to me. This is the end. Dear God, I'd like to pray to you for a second. It's me, Johnny Hill, from Moneyball. Let's predict some Chuck and Sucks of week six. All right, up first, Chuck of the week. Look, you're never going to get some bullshit from me like B. John Robinson as the play of the week. Like, oh, really? Top five RB is a great play this week. Thanks. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Look, we like to play the unsung heroes around this porta potty I call a podcast. So let's shout out somebody that shows up at least once a year and drops 30. Uh, Deontay Foreman. He's looking to get to start in Chicago with Khalil Herbert recovering from a high ankle sprain and Roshan Johnson nursing a concussion. There's really nothing sexy about Foreman, but he is playing in the Midwest where they don't really value sexy. He's gone over 100 yards eight times in his last 17 games and has four RB1 finishes in his last 11. That's a lot. And he gets a Vikings team that is crumbling under the weight of accepting their own mediocrity. Jesus. The Bears do have some juice on offense in Spooktober with eight touchdowns in their last two games, which is pretty hot. Um, But I do like them to come back down to earth a little bit from the passing game and maybe focus a little bit more on the run game. We like bodies in 2023, and in this fucked up year, Foreman is a body. Oh my God, if I don't fuck Michael Sarah tonight, I'm going to blow my brains out. What? Fucking pale, 110 pounds, hairless, probably has a huge cock, coked out of his mind. You can, you can do a lot better. You should. That's just trouble. So, Riri, how about you? 
Now the suck of the week. And look, it's not every day that you get to feel like Abraham sacrificing your only son. But I stand atop of the mountain ready to slay Garrett Wilson. I'm a wreck right now. This was my guy coming into the year. He is an all-pro talent with no target competition. But giving him a quarterback like Zach Wilson is like giving a nine-year-old a glass of Pappy Van Winkle. He does get the Eagles this week who have given up the second most points to wide receivers, but that's mainly because they've been playing with a 14-point lead for the majority of all of their games. Uh, and also they've, you know, they've played against Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, guys who can actually deliver the football to their targets. So I pray for you and your Garrett Wilson shares in a time such as now. May I be horrifically wrong? Pray that I am. Now let's get to some previews. First up, our London game. Hermione just stole all of our shit. Look bitty ass. 20-year-old dacked us. And then Jay suggested that we all rape her, and now she's gone. I, I didn't. I, I, I was just. I, I, was. I think the only reason why he did that is because Jay knows he's about fucking two minutes away from becoming the house bitch himself. So now. We've got two teams here that both definitely feel like a loss away from getting absolutely lambasted by us and the media alike. Lamar's getting an unnecessary amount coming off of the greatest 260-yard zero touchdown, one interception game you'll ever see as his pass catchers dropped the most drops of any team in a game in NFL history. And the Titans, bless their hearts, uh, they're going to go down swinging only without the swinging part. You can pass on them. You can run on them. They are basically the equivalent of a twin city hooker. But they go into every game thinking they are the better team, which is going to make this game probably borderline unwatchable. It's already in London, which makes it fucking crazy. Um, but the Ravens always play down to their opponent, and the Titans somehow punch up. Uh, and that's the kind of game you do want to outsource internationally, so uh, maybe it's not the worst thing in the morning. I love a big Mark Andrews game. I like another good, safe Lowers in. You know, he's alternated every other week, 10 targets, looking pretty hot. I feel for King Henry on this one. The Queen died last year, and he might not be far behind her. The Ravens have not allowed a rushing touchdown all year. Potential RIP situation going on. Eh. Whatever. What are you going to do? What are you going to start somebody else? Fuck no. So let's get to some Commanders Falcons. Really? You're putting your serious voice on, Jonah? Okay, tell me about these fatalities. Dude, Seagull's dead. Crumholz is dead. Michael Sarah's dead. Yeah, so Michael Sarah's gone. It's not a total loss, huh? Michael Sarah's dead. It's not like that. I'm funny, man. Really, not funny. Seth, that's a better performance than you've given in your last six movies. Where the fuck was that in Green Hornet, huh? Jonah... You're fucking sucking balls. You're an Academy Award-nominated person. You need to be fucking selling that shit, dude. Fatalities. There's some fatalities. Fatalities. Desmond Ritter, where the fuck has that performance been? 28 for 37, 329 yards, two touchdowns in a, against a frisky Texan squad. Now, you can look at this two ways. Glass half full, he's unlocked some element of his game in the offense, and he now feels more comfortable playing at a higher level. <clears throat> Bullshit. Uh, glass half empty. He put everything he had into one game to take some pressure off of himself, and he'll now return to being the walking pile of used condoms that he was before. I'll skew the latter because it came at the cost of a strong Dijon game, and that simply will not do. And even if I'm wrong, we know that he's capable of doing this now, so the pressure will continue to mount. We'll be expecting 78-yard games at the minimum for Pitts for London. That'll be the standard, and it will probably it needs to be met more often than not for us to be happy going forward. 
with quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson getting ready to hit their team's old dusty trail, Ritter better be real. And this is, there really is not, I'll be honest, there's not a better double feature for him than to go from that game right into the commander's defense who just let Justin Fields do the exact same thing I'm talking about. I don't really want to talk about the commander's offense because it's borderline planned parenthood material. So let's just hope their defense is just as abortional so we have some hope in Atlanta. Come on. Now, speaking of hope, let's actually pop over to our friends in Chicago. Wait a second. I know what happened. You guys dropped acid, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Craig doesn't have any pants on. He got fucking wild, probably danced, sweated all over the place. You got white shit all over your mouth, Frankie. You probably sucked somebody's dick. Jonah over here probably watched and jerked off. Jay, I didn't even know you were in town. Good to see you. Danny McBride has made the first three quotes of this podcast. I absolutely love it. All right, Bears-Vikings. Now, I'm not sure any quarterback was more ready to be shot in the dick than Justin Fields was, depending on who you asked, and now he gets his third team in a row on the brink of absolute collapse. Uh, The Vikings, man, uh, (laughs) they have a clinically insane defensive coordinator in Brian Flores who is going to blitz Fields at an inhuman rate, which means he'll either be a bottom-five quarterback or a top-five quarterback. He'll have guys wide open downfield, so if he can make even one guy miss, he'll have open running lanes, which might actually result in his first 100-yard ground game of the season. DJ Moore has been everything we hoped but were unsure he would be, which is fantastic. We don't have to dabble too much in the Vikings land right now because with Jefferson out and Madison still in, uh, I'm just feeling pretty lukewarm. I I love what Addison can do as a potential Wide receiver one coming off of a season-high 75% snap share, nine targets. Um, But this team is just not going in the right direction. Kirk has worked miracles before, though. Did someone say miracles? Let me lay this on you, Jay. Oh, fuck. Your mama's pussy was the canvas. Your dad's dick was the paintbrush. Boom. You're the art. Huh? Thanks, James Franco. You got it. Joe Burrow is back. It's a miracle. This game has the potential to be art, real art too, not some remedial bullshit like a banana duct tape to a wall that sells for $120,000. We're talking real sex. This game features as many as nine startable players, which is absolutely unheard of. The obvious ones, your Chases, Metcalfs, Walkers, Mixons, Higgins, Lockets, you know, so on and so forth. Fringe guys like Geno, Burrow, depending on how you feel about him, and maybe even JSN in deeper leagues. Both defenses are good on paper, but are absolute ass in real life. At least that's the way that they're playing right now. They have been getting their intestines tickled by the long dick of the football. The Seahawks are coming off of a bye, have lost three straight games in a row. So they're either letting their foot off the gas or they're in their own head. I'm a little nervous it might be four in a row for them because I don't know how you go from playing the Panthers and the Giants to playing what the Bengals looked like last week, and that was without T. Higgins. does seem like Joe Burrow is closer to 100% than we all expected, and like I said, he gets Higgins back from that rib injury. Typically, I would say to keep JSN on the bench given the amount of 12 personnel Seattle has run, but in deeper leagues, I might not mind it with the bye weeks and the injuries happening right now and the expected point total in this game. That being said, expect two catches in 22 yards in a dud. You know who else is a dud? It's just that I think everyone should split everything. 
I just think that everybody should have the fucking same. I have a goddamn earring. Shut the fuck up, Joe. Well, you know what, Danny? If you weren't jizzing all the time, maybe you'd be more hydrated. You're making me into a joke right now, Franco, and you are not going to like the fucking punchline. No more jerking off. No more water. Just sit We're the fuck fine. down. Okay, I'm done. Are the Browns getting their money's worth for Deshaun Watson yet? My God. P.J. Walker gets to start this week, which I'll be honest, I'm not even sure he realized that he was on the roster. This is really just pain and misery because the Browns actually have some nice pieces that we should all be able to throw in our lineup. So Mari Cooper, Jerome Ford, and Elijah Moore in spot starts. They basically now have joined the Patriots as the only teams with no startable options unless you are fucking crazy or absolutely at the end of your rope. This is the one thing. Whoop, no, hold on, let me walk that back. There is one thing that ties this matchup together a little bit nicely. You got the Browns, you got the 49ers, right? The Browns have not scored 30 points in 15 consecutive games, while Brock Purdy has won 15 consecutive games. Coincidence? Yeah, probably. Whatever. What the fuck else do you want me to say about this piss fest? Oh, I know. Oh, I just drank my own pee for the first time. And it ain't bad. I never thought to do it. I always thought, you know, pee stink, whatever, but... Okay, that wasn't the world's greatest segue, but this is a pissing contest I can get into. Saints-Texans. I have been ragging on the Saints as a franchise for a very long time because they make it very easy. But in reality, I am up to my ass in Kamara and Olave shares this year, and I very much like what I'm seeing. I know last week wasn't exactly a pass bonanza in New England, but Carr is still recovering, and they jumped out to an early lead. Uh, Olave should have had two touchdowns, still pulled in the one. He is the straw that stirs the drink. God, I can't believe I just said that. That's the weakest phrase, but whatever. I, Sorry. CJ Stroud is having one of those just all-time great rookie seasons. This is wild. When he has a clean pocket, he has the highest EPA per dropback of any rookie over the last five years by double the amount, 200%. He cannot miss. And if you take all the quarterbacks this year, only Tua is better in that stat amongst all the quarterbacks in the league. Now, the offense does take a little step back with Tank Dell out as it did last week, but you cannot run on the Saints. So look for Nico, Cal- Nico Collins to bounce back, maybe even a little Robert Woods, John Mechie involved. But I like Stroud, man. I like everything that he's slinging. Probably in for another tough week for Damian Pierce, like I said about the Saints run defense, but... um you are probably looking at another 20 touches and in this RB desert, 20 touches is premium. But you know who's not in for a tough week? Hey, hey, is, hey is this Coach Mel funny? Oh, fuck, Michael. Fuck, no, this fucking expensive shit, motherfucker. Fuck, dude. I've never fucking done cocaine, oh, dude. What is the fucking... Well, you did the best <laughs> shit possible for your first time because that's good fucking... Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm- Minshew mania is back, that cute little b-hole, and I am rock hard. Now, I'm usually rock hard, but this one is special. While I am dead inside after losing Anthony Richardson, um, usually in a scenario like this, we get some half-cocked backup QB like Mason Rudolph or Blaine Gabbert just ducking after ducking balls, but Minshew has shown, even this year already, extreme efficiency in operating this cold scheme. Should be fantastic for Michael Pittman and the development of Josh Downs, who looks excellent and is getting more work by the week. I'm firing up Moss and JT as well to lesser extents. The Jaguars are easy. Um, We've asked them to sober up for a couple weeks now, and it's clear at the very least they are attending the meetings.
guys, listen, listen. I, I think we need to address the elephant in the room. Whoa, Jay, talk about this. Huh? fucked up. I'm right here. Yeah, I'm not Colin Craig an elephant. Speaking of mediums, Abraham Lincoln once said that if you are a racist, I will attack you with the North. And those are the types of principles I hope to bring to starting Adam Thielen every week. Shout out Michael Scott. Now look, there's absolutely no reason to expect anything but 10 to 12 targets a game from Adam Thielen, especially in a boat race with the Speed Bros in Miami. Chubba Hubbard should be started in all leagues, and he should definitely be a mild disappointment in most of them because we don't really deserve anything better. I really like Jonathan Mingo this week, who is competing regularly with DJ Chark for that wide wide receiver two spot. In this Panthers passing game, he's out-targeted Chark this season in the same amount of games. And historically in this offense, everybody should only get better. Now, to varying degrees, yes, but the youth and the inexperience they have right now at most of the major positions usually gets better as the season goes on. And it's all led by that beautiful cracker, Adam Thielen. And while we're talking about crackers... What? You have more food? You know he had extra food? He gave me one cracker! I would have sucked a dick by half a cracker! All right, well, maybe... The Patriots would gladly suck one for half of a quarterback. There have been 156 games played in the NFL this year. The Patriots just ripped off the 154th and the 155th worst offensive performances in what is their worst offense since 2002. Hard pass on everybody involved on that side of the ball. I like Ramondre as a down-the-line potential trade target for you because there's just absolutely no way they can continue to play like they're playing and he should be the recipient of some more targets at the very least god raiders wise i'm not as depressed but if there was anybody who could ever jedi mind fuck josh mcdaniels it's bill belichick however the pats are talentless on defense with the losses of matthew judon and christian gonzalez a couple weeks ago so i'm less worried about Devonte adams and jacoby myers and more about josh jacobs who is easy to take away Okay, it's time to use the greatest exchange in a comedy probably ever to round us out through the rest of these games. Who did this? Who did this? Did what? What are you talking about? Jizz all over the pages of this nice magazine I was nice enough to tell you about. Was it you, Seth? No. No? It was mm. me, Frank, who I fucking made jizz in your magazine. What? When I fucking jack off long enough, I end up jizzing, dude. I'm assuming the same shit works for you. Real fucking smart answer. What? Eagles Jets. I want to know who jizzed all over this game. Now, we covered a fair amount of this in the open, but I'm starting to think that this is just going to be a jizz fest and not the kind that you want. You've got two top five defenses that rely on the run game so heavily to set up action down the field. Well, one team literally cannot pass and the other doesn't need to after two quarters. Devonta Smith has been rough in a lot of these starts and Dallas Goddard was last week's game away from getting benched in most of our lineups. You take Brees Hall out of the equation and I'm not even sure this game is making the red zone. So just temper your expectations. You fucking aim, huh? I have a particularly explosive ejaculate. It just goes everywhere. It's like a fucking wild fireman's hose. You just got to grab on and pray to God it doesn't get in your eyes or your mouth. The fuck kind of jerking off is that? What, you never had any brothers? You didn't learn to jizz in a fucking sock or on a fucking tissue? No, I don't have any brothers. I was raised in a house of women. 
I highly doubt they fucking caught you to fucking close your eyes and fucking come wherever you want. I mean, you can. Now, this is a particularly explosive ejaculate. I can't believe it, but this is the game of the day for me. If you had told me that five weeks ago, I'd probably go sit on a knife. But I'm happy to be standing right now. Matthew Stafford and Joshua Dobbs are dealing in the fantasy world, regardless of how it translates to the scoreboard. And there is zero reason that should stop. I like everybody in this game, from Michael Wilson to Tutu Atwell. The only thing I hate are the jerseys. This is a vintage ketchup mustard game. And historically, those have always been bad signs. All worked up over a fucking porno mag. Who has goddamn porno mags anymore? Welcome to the 21st century, Buck Rogers. You designed a house with fucking iPads in the walls. And you're jerking your dick like a goddamn pilgrim. That's right, man. I like to fucking read. You think that's the only thing I jerked off in here? I've been dropping loads around this fucking house like a goddamn dump truck. You don't come on my stuff. I'll come wherever the fuck I want, James. I'll fucking come in your kitchen. I'll come on your fucking art. I'll come anywhere I want. I will fucking come right on you. I will come like a fucking madman all over you, McBride. Ooh, I fucking wish you'd come on me right now. I fucking dare you to come on me. I'm gonna judge my dick so fucking hard in here. This? No more, man. All over your fucking, fucking face. All over. All over the fucking place. I'll fucking come anywhere I want. I'll fucking come on these walls. I'll come on the fucking cabinets, on the fucking furniture. I'll come everywhere. If I see your dick one more time, I'm going to fucking shoot it off. You don't have enough bullets, bitch. There are not many teams dropping loads this season like the Bucks and the Lions, and they are both doing it with number one overall QBs far away from their old teams. I love it. No Jamar Gibbs this week for the Lions, which means they should be fantastic once again. Buccaneers coming off of a bye and their best win in what feels like a couple of years over the Saints in New Orleans. They flex this game to 425, which means not only do they expect a national audience, but also a great game And Vegas agrees as they only have Detroit as a three-point favorite. Everyone is a full go here from Josh Reynolds to Kate Otten. The guy that I'm the most interested in seeing how he plays is Rashad White because I actually have Rashad White as a trade target in leagues. I love him. Uh, teams that are dying of thirst, like I said, in this RB desert, whether it's injuries or buys or guys not panning out. I know he doesn't exactly knock your socks off, but there's not eight running backs in the NFL getting a higher amount of his team's usage. If the Lions are able to keep him in check, which should be expected, Maybe send out an offer or two for somebody who's looking to move on because he should have a nice little stretch here from week seven on. I'm, just, I'm too thirsty to do this. And the fucking bitter irony is I'm not going to have my thirst quenched until I finish this. God damn it. I Danny, it. no. Don't walk away. Danny, don't walk it's away from late, me. Seth. I've already walked away too much. No, you haven't. You could still come back and just fucking turn around and come back and help me. There's no coming back for Daniel Jones and the Giants. That's a wrap. His salary is going to crush them the next two years and they are not even remotely capable of surviving given their lack of talent on the entire roster our only hope for the remainder of the 2023 saison is that tyrod taylor can use his veteran leadership and experience to play like a rookie and feed darren waller and saquon barkley otherwise this team is not even worth analyzing on the bill side they are the steady betties of the league allen and Diggs are on pace for career years which is insane to think about and Gabe Davis has scored in four consecutive games. James Cook should rebound a little bit this week. He had a tough matchup against the Jags. Um, but honestly, if he sucks ass, that's okay with me because the last thing I need is for the Bills to start focusing on the run game. Fire up, everybody, and kiss ass. Beep, 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 beep. 
Arnold Palmer alert. Arnold Palmer alert. Who wants some Arnie Palmies? <laughs> Sweetie, this one is the vodka right here. I don't know why I said kiss ass there. Maybe because I was thinking about ass and kisses. Because I'm going to talk about being a slut for a second. That is the Arnold Palmer alert we just heard. So we do have to pull out. But I'll leave you with this. As far as I can tell, there's really only about 10 to 12 running backs in the league that are consistently getting the lion's share of the RB usage on their team. So get out on that wire and start hoarding. Be the biggest whore in your league. That's how you land a Kyron Williams or a Jerome Ford. And I know those don't sound like superstar talents that you know wake you up in the morning. But when half of your league is starting guys like Miles Sanders and Javante Williams, those are core guys on their team. You're going to have the leg up. Sluts make the world go round, and this is your time to be one. Otherwise, cheers. 